I think the components that cause stress are the same then in the office. It's constant interruptions, not being able to focus on one thing and constantly getting people, you need to do this. Can you help me with that? Can you have a look here? Oh, we are having this problem here. Can you help me with that? Right. If you try to focus, but you constantly get pulled here and pulled there from other people that want something from you, that's one stress factor, right? That's not fear. That's just constant interruption, which like, yeah, won't help you stay more focused. Welcome to a new week, a new episode here at the Virtual Frontier, our Q&A session. Um, our topic today um, is going again back into the field of stress and uh, how to manage stress in your workspace uh, or business uh, stress management strategies. And uh, yeah, all with the, the goal or intention to get to a workplace where people like to go to work and uh, have probably a happy workspace. Um, and, and as always, uh, it starts most of the time with uh, the leader. <laughs> so my question for you is, how do you stay calm uh, and focused uh, even when the environment, uh, team, tasks, business uh, is not? Have you any tips and techniques around that? I mean, I experienced in the past that being stressed won't get me any better results. So it just like hurts myself, right? When I'm constantly running around like a headless chicken, always being stressed and then things don't improve. The opposite is the case because how I as a leader behave is how my team behaves. And just imagine if you have a lot of people that behave like you when you are stressed, that's nightmare at work, right? Everyone is stressed then. Everyone is totally, they, they lost their mind because when you have stress, you cannot think clearly anymore. And then even more mistakes happen. And that's like a hamster wheel that starts turning faster and faster the more you get stressed. So that's the direct road to burnout, not just for yourself, but also for important team members. And to stay out of that, I think it's always very important to remind each other in the team to look at what is and not what you fear could happen. Because typically what causes stress is fear that something could happen. And very often it doesn't happen. So the fear is just like a big enemy that won't change anything for the better. So trying to be more, I think, be more analytical with the situation, looking at what is really there, not how you interpret the situation, not what could happen, but what is right now here. And then what could you do to improve that? I think that's the mindset that helped me at least to get rid of all fear of things that could happen in the future to, I mean, big time, calm down, be more relaxed, more mindful, and then get better results, lead my team better, reduce stress in the entire organization. And if you have a situation um, where things maybe already have happened, or as you just mentioned, maybe someone is fearful uh, and, and is stressed, 
how I can help others in my company or in teams to become more calm or more focused and more mindful. I mean, yeah, how is fear created? It's based on past experience that something terribly happened that was not in your influence. For example, when you get punished by your parents, when you get punished by your boss, when you cross the street and a car hits you, right? Then these are all accidents, things that were unforeseeable for you. And then in the future, you try to avoid these things. And basically that's fear, right? Whenever something happens that could be a little bit similar, immediately the fear comes up and you feel stressed because you fear that this thing can happen again. And that's the same with like, if you work in a project environment, right? And your project like um, exceeded the timeline just by day and your client, no matter if internal or external client, totally freaked out, like the world would go down tomorrow. And that's a negative experience. So whenever your deadline could exceed just one day, you are in fear because you want to avoid that this same experience happens again. Maybe you got fired even worse, right? So whenever a deadline is close to be exceeded and you get so stressed because of the fear, you won't hit the deadline with that behavior, right? What it needs is if you constantly look at the deadline and ask yourself, can we keep it? What's the forecast? And then what can we do today in order to improve that and hit the timeline, hit this deadline, right? Just very clear, rational, analytical, without the fear, what could happen? When you don't hit the deadline, you don't hit the deadline. Then you have to deal with the consequence. But then it's as it is. Just being in fear of not catching the deadline, maybe in two months, won't help you get better results today. And I think that's an important leadership skill that you need to help your team to adapt when you want to have smart people that are able to handle even complex, sometimes critical situations, then you don't want them to do this with fear and stress. Yeah. And uh, I think I appreciate that also working with you that you're like thinking and acting always like in, in the present, you know, like where, where you can actually move something, not like being in two years in the future or a month in the future where maybe some, some project will go Uh, sideways or off the rail um but yeah what what can you do actually today and uh, um to make the situation different and yeah that's um, an prepare. important statement and thanks for the appreciation <laughs> <laughs> um so typically there are two patterns of people that are stressed there is one person that constantly lives in the past right always complaining about what happened and why did this happen and why didn't you do this and why 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 right they are always living in the past never looking at the present moment what they can do And the others, they are always full of fear that something could happen in the future. And they are communicating like, but if we don't do this, then this happens, right? That's negative communication that's driven by fear. When you can communicate positively, then you take away the fear from people and communicating positively doesn't mean make things up. Like if the deadline is exceeded, it's exceeded. You cannot say, oh, it's, we will catch it. If it's exceeded, it's exceeded. Right, there is no way to catch it if it uh, is it if it is exceeded. But how you deal with that and how you communicate, if you try to find a solution, now how to deal with the situation, like contact shareholders, try to find an alternative, adjust the project plan, add action items, create new timeline, try to manifest learnings in the team so that next time we don't make the same mistakes, and so on. So there are all kinds of things that you can do 
right now, at this moment, in order to improve the situation or avoid the same in the future. And I think that is an important skill to be right now here. And also creating a plan is something you do right now here. But just being full of fear that something can happen in the future and not sitting down here to create a plan which increases the chance that you will succeed, right? But when you are full of stress, you cannot create a plan. How will you think clearly when you are constantly worrying about the future or regretting the past? Are there many, maybe some, some first aid uh, um, techniques or uh, um, help um, when things get already or things have gotten already out uh, of control? Maybe you have uh, or you work in a team where um, a lot of people are uh, thinking always in the past and then the people are, uh, yeah, uh, that all um, hang into the future. And then you um, maybe have a, a weird situation where you need to act. Uh, what, what can be done in, in such uh, situations? Hmm. A slap to the left, slap to the right, and then a deep <laughs> breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I think getting back to our body instead of being fearful in our brain is a good thing. You don't need to slap or punch yourself, right? But somehow try to get back in your body. Breathing is a good exercise. And try to forget and the, the thoughts you have, which is basically what triggers the fear. And try to come back to what is here in the present moment and get back to the opportunities you have, not the fear or the regret, right? Look at, write down the things. Okay, what is the exact problem? Not what do you fear? What is the problem that you have and see right now? And then what are the options to solve these problems? Prioritize them, choose one and do it. I think that's a good exercise to always get back to something tangible that can help you like getting control of the situation. But the first step is, of course, to get rid of these fearful thoughts or regretful thoughts. And a good exercise is really like, yeah, physical activity, no mm. matter which one. So uh, another component um, and um, thinking about uh, possible stressors, um, before we had like the, the office as a common, common workspace, now work from anywhere is like a really common. Um, what, are, what are stress factors in the virtual uh, workspace? Um, how to detect them and pro pro yeah, probably uh, eliminate them? I think... The components that cause stress are the same than in the office. It's constant interruptions, not being able to focus on one thing and constantly getting people, you need to do this. Can you help me with that? Can you have a look here? Oh, we are having this problem here. Can you help me with that? Right. If you try to focus, but you constantly get pulled here and pulled there from other people that want something from you, that's one stress factor, right? That's not fear. That's just constant interruption, which like, yeah, won't help you stay more focused. So now when you work digitally and you are not disciplined enough to switch off all your distractions, like every app that you have that shows you notifications and messages and pop-ups and makes a sound, right? Th that's always interruption. So in the end, your brain is like constantly getting triggered by things. It's an information overload, right? You, you try to focus and then Ping here a message, here a message, there a voice, there a chat, then a call. I mean, your, your brain will look like total mess when this is your workday, that you are always online and you allow others 
to interrupt you constantly when they want on all channels. I think this is the biggest way to damage your, I don't know what gets the damage, but your well-being because you get stressed. Maybe it damages your brain because, yeah, you, you train your brain to not work focused. You train your brain to be distracted. And you see, we see that like <laughs> people, they have like um, a consciousness or an awareness or an attention span of a fish, right? When last time when I was at the, at, the, at the train station, I saw a businessman or a manager was a person with a suit, two smartphones at the same time. I was like, whoa, I don't want to look behind this, uh, <laughs> this wall into his brain because I think it's totally, it's terrible. I think it's really terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multitasking uh, uh, in its uh, full extent. Yeah, but one smartphone is already a lot of multitasking. When you see all yeah. the messages and the pop-ups there, and then you have it factored Double. by two. Yeah. Crazy. No yeah, questions but, uh, asked. That, that's, that's what we're seeing all, uh, all day. Yeah. Um, what uh, can I do to become more aware of the mental state or the well-being of the people I work with uh, in my team or in the company, especially in the uh, yeah, context or background that we are working mostly in a virtual space or remote and hybrid, whatever. And it's not maybe not so easy as it was before to, to see someone on, on the desk and, and uh, get a first, first impression. So I think there are two th uh, a few things on, on different layers, right? I think switching off distractions, communication channels, in clearly defined time boxes, that is really the key for me at least, right? Like one hour focus time, 30 minutes communication time, totally okay. Then switch off communication, one hour focus time, 30 minute communication time. I don't have it 30 minutes, I just have it 15 minutes, but still, right? This focus time without communication, I think that is really, really important. And when you have a meeting, then be present. Don't do any other stuff because multitasking is the, that, that's what causes this stress, right? I personally find that meditation helps a lot, not just because I don't know what, what some people think about meditation. It's like praying to Buddha and God and whatever. That has nothing to do with religion. It's just like sitting there, calming down, disconnect from the world and all the input you get and just try to stay calm, right? And the more you are able to stay calm, it's a skill. The more you are able to deal with stress and stay calm in stressful situations, which helps you make smarter decisions and deal with the situation much better, right? Then physical activity, I think that's awesome. When you do exercise in the morning, in the evening, whenever you want to get back from your brain into your body, that's very helpful. And then also to really be aware which words you use in the office. When your culture is to use words, that are always signaling the worst case scenario, like escalation, just the word deadline means when you hit that, then you are dead, right? And your brain cannot say, okay, they don't mean that. And they don't mean this, this terrible escalation that I remember back two years ago when I was almost fired, right? That's not possible. You have a word And it's connected to a feeling that goes instantly to your body. Then you feel like this. And then you come up with additional thoughts that are aligned with what you feel, right? And that's the constant hamster loop of thoughts and feeling thoughts and feelings that just like, yeah, speed that stress 
up. So choosing the words wisely and focus them not on abstract fear-based things, but based on what you can see, not what you interpret, what you see, right? And then try always to lead with options, what, what can be done, activities, instead of abstract things and then like nightmare worst case scenarios that are triggered by single words. I mean, most people, look, they are conditioned by, by some words, but when you open your inbox and you have from your most important client or boss or whoever, a person that typically, I don't know, blames you, screams at you, punishes you, whatever you don't like, and you just see the name or the red exclamation mark in your inbox, that instantly triggers stress in you, right? You might open this and they just say, hey, happy birthday, I forgot to congratulate you. But still this thing, it triggers you, you get stressed, no matter what's behind it, right? And disconnecting from these triggers, I think that's important when it comes to communication. And then what supports that is sports and meditation. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned with, uh, with the words, I, I think this is even more extensive, like the, 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 the language uh, as, you, as you support in, or you, you create in the company is really, mm -hmm. really important. I think there should be someone or maybe everyone that is taking care of that, um, how, how, how we communicate in the, in the company yeah. as, uh, with the people between each other. Um, and this brings me also to my um, next questions. Um, the, uh, a question, how, how to like put um, the expectations in the right way, um, talking about response times, how we communicate. Um, why is this so important to have this, the, the expectation set uh, as, as per team or maybe also in the company, depends on the sides? I mean, because then people get used to how other people behave. Your brain is basically a forecasting machine, right? We all want to be kind of certain that we know what happens. And when you set expectations well, then people feel more safe and secure because they know that you are a reliable person or in other words, a safe harbor. I can trust this person. I can rely on that. That's no danger, right? That also helps reduce stress when people act predictively and reliably. And this is created by well-set expectations and then people that stick to that. They do what they say, right? You can, of course, set expectations better When you have your workday well-structured and well-organized with time boxes, for example, then you can say, look, when you send me an email or a message, I will typically respond within six hours, right? Then they know it. And when you have a good, positive, solution-focused communication culture, then it's also an expected behavior that people know, okay, when I have a problem, I come to my boss, leader, coworker. We talk about the problem, I won't get punished, I won't get blamed. We just look at what's the problem and then we try to find a solution, right? But it starts with yourself. If you always believe that you are the biggest failure and you don't appreciate your work and you don't appreciate you making failures and finding solutions, if you are constantly in a complain mode, then you feel that when you have a problem, you come to someone else, they complain about you, right? Because you forecast this behavior as you behave like this when you see such a problem. So it's always a mirror how others are, how you feel when others communicate with you is typically the same what you would do with others. Hmm. So start with yourself is typically a good idea to reduce stress. 
Yep. Um, last question from my side. Is there anything I can do, maybe as a company owner or even as an uh, individual, to support or, or to get to a more supportive workplace um, so we create a more environment where, where everyone is more supportive to, to each other and um, we get, get more done? I think the developing the pattern of analyzing the root cause of a problem, what exactly is the problem? And then just ask your team, how can we solve that instead of bouncing around with why did that happen and who is to blame, which won't help you get any solution unless you really believe the person is the problem and you need to remove the person from the team. Can also be if that happens too often, right? But really finding the problem and then trying to find solutions with your team, totally unhectic, unstressed, relaxed. I think starting with that, just starting with that and then make that your culture because when you repeat it, it becomes your skill. And when you show up as a leader like this, your team will adopt it. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, yeah, that's the first step. Okay. Um, any remarks, um, things I have maybe forgotten to ask you or uh, you would like to add? Yes. So I can just say back in 2017, when people asked me, Are you stressed? I would say, no, never. <laughs> I'm not stressed at all. But when I look back, I was totally stressed. So it's really a dangerous path. Unfortunately, I also know quite a lot of people that always said, stress, burnout, that's for weak people. That's not my thing, right? Today, they are in the clinic. Yeah. So looking at your situation and look at others, how they perceive you is an important thing i cannot recommend to ignore that i really recommend pay attention to it and try to avoid stress because i, I there is a lot of signs around stress right it really kills health it's more dangerous than smoking than alcohol than everything it's it puts your brain constantly into fight or flight mode fight hide or flight right and when you are constantly living it it damages your immune system Because there is no energy to like fight viruses if mm. you are constantly in stress and alert mode. So I would, with what I experienced and what I know right now, I would really treat that very, very seriously. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Manu, for your time and for your insights. And as always, we see each other next week, next cool. Q&A session. Thank you very much. See you next week. Cheers. Take care. Bye. 